The sea is deep and dark and as much of a mystery to us as the starry skies that we look up to at night and it has frightened us since the beginning of time. Wherever ships went, whispers of sea monsters were carried on the wind and stories of ghost ships that never seemed to lay anchor, doomed to forever dwell in the unending blue. And the most famous of all these ghost stories is that of the Flying Dutchman. Welcome to episode 21 of Certainly Strange. This episode is slightly different than you might be used to, because besides being able to listen to this episode, you are also able to view it. So if you are intrigued and currently listening to it, you can hop on over on the YouTube channel Anemone Nova, where you can join me. Now, as I told you, this episode is about the legend of the Flying Dutchman. So first I'm going to tell you the legend of the Flying Dutchman as it had been written down so many years ago, translated from its original Dutch. Then I'll discuss some real-life sightings of the ghost ship and afterwards, like always, I'll be sharing my own opinions and theories about it and we'll be exploring what truth might be behind this urban legend. So let's start with the story of the Flying Dutchman. When exactly the story was written down is unknown. The first print reference to the ship is in 1719, but the story takes place during the Golden Age of the Dutch Republic, which lasted from 1588 to 1648, and we can only assume that the story is as old as that. Willem van der Decker was a successful captain in the East Indian Company, called the VOC, during the Golden Age of the Dutch Republic. His ship was called Den Hollander, or the Dutchman, and with it he sailed to the east to trade for spices, luxurious fabrics and gold. Yes, gold. Captain von der Decker was obsessed with it. This is how it came to be that one day, whilst a storm raged and a foaming sea rolled against the docks of the Cape of Good Hope, only one ship lay anchored there, a heavily loaded cargo ship set for the East Indies. The weather was so terrible that none of the crew members dared to set foot on the ship's deck. Only the captain, a big square man with nerves of steel and with a nature rougher than the sea itself, stood alone and sombre on the foredeck of the ship. With lightning caught in his eyes, he regarded the stirring waves that prevented him from setting sail. The previous days had been riddled with misfortune that had caused the captain to delay, and now there was this wretched storm. As he stood there on the deck, he balled his fist and cursed. Who or what dared to hinder him, the most fearless and daring of all sailors on this earth? Had he not navigated his ship through the roughest storms, past the most treacherous cliffs and sandbanks, was his not the quickest ship of the entire East Indian Company? Had he not proven time and time again that no wave was too high, no storm too rough? He loved the dangers and the risks that came with his trade, and he was prepared for any of them. His men felt completely safe underneath his command, and without a word they obeyed his command. Yes, the crew of the Dutchman respected their captain and would go through fire for him, even though he was so very stubborn and quick-tempered. But now, he was too bold. 
As the storm cried and the foaming waves pounded against the ship, Captain Willem van der Decker appeared below deck and he announced, storm or no storm, tomorrow morning at six we set sail. The conversation between the crew ceased and none of them dared to say what they were all thinking. Only the boatswain raised his voice, objecting against the captain's commands, at which the other man nodded. You object? The captain asked ominously. It is the first day of Easter tomorrow, Captain, the boatswain answered. The crew all agreed. After all, it was by holy law that ships were not allowed to lift their anchor and set sail on a holiday. The captain pulled his fists and pounded on the card table. I do not care, he yelled. Easter or no Easter, storm or no storm, I shall sail. Prepare everything to be ready for departure tomorrow morning, and that is final. With this, the captain turned around and left for his chambers, where the crew could hear him cursing, even through the howling of the wind. Wilder and worse than the days before was the storm that next morning. Higher than ever before, the waves stretched across the sides of the ship that still lay safely anchored at the harbour. Dark clouds blackened the sky above them, but despite all of this, the voice of the captain could be heard ringing across the ship's deck. Raise the sails! Lift the anchors! We depart! The orders were set with such confidence as if it were to tame the storm itself. The first mate dared to protest one last time. Captain, it is the first day of Easter today and the crew really does object to sailing on a holiday. The captain only laughed. I am the boss here. And I say we lift anchor. Storm or no storm, Easter or no Easter. No murmur was uttered, no questions were asked. The captain might change into a bully, a near madman to get to his destination, but the crew knew that they could trust the decisions of their captain. After all, the captain had always had the final word, and thus far he had always managed to get them all home safely. They raised the sails, and their confident yells drowned out the violent noise of the storm. But as they all obeyed their orders, through the sound of the storm rang the sound of bells. It's Easter, Captain, the first mate uttered one final time. What about it, Easter? I have told you that we are setting sail, and that is exactly what we are going to do. Even if I have to sail for all eternity, I shall sail. All of your orders have been followed, Captain, the boatman told the captain. The captain was standing like stone on the foredeck, his eyes rigid and his arms limp at the sides of his body. It was as if all life had been drowned out of his body. Even the crew did not move anymore standing all unmoving on deck. The cook stood frozen behind his stove. All men on board the Dutchman hung or stood or sat speechless and lifeless on their spot. But the ship, the ship started to move. As the crew stood frozen like statues on deck, the sails billowed up against the wind. As if moved by an invisible hand, the ship started to steer itself out of the harbour. A group of people had gathered at the docks, watching in amazement as the Dutchman slowly disappeared out of view. They could not believe their eyes. Still, the crew stood frozen on the deck, and yet the ship moved, sailing against the wind. 
There was no question of what had happened. The captain had cursed himself, along with his crew, the people whispered to each other. And as if to answer their rumours, the sails caught fire, and the painted white ship was suddenly turned ash black, as if it had been thoroughly burned. The ship would not lay anchor at any East Indian harbour, nor any Dutch harbour. The women that were left behind received no letters of their husband, and soon people had begun to think that the Dutchman had simply sank into the deep blue of the ocean, until there came reports of sightings, sightings of a ghost ship with a hull as black as ash. Only its name was clearly written on the starboard side. It was called the Dutchman. Though this is the most common version of the myth of the Flying Dutchman, there are other versions that exist of this tale. The first printed references of the ship appearing in the travels in various parts of Europe, Asia and Africa during a series of 30 years and upwards by John MacDonald in 1790 and in chapter 6 of A Voyage to Botany Bay by George Barrington in 1795. It tells of a Dutch man of war who was caught in a terrible storm just off the coast of South Africa. In distress they requested help but none came. The ship went under and ever since then people swore that they could see the image of a ship on the water during bad weather even though it appeared to be nothing more than a shadow. Other versions of the story tell of murder or piracy on board the Dutchman, and indeed this story is also told at the Flying Dutchman themed roller coaster in the theme park the Efteling. It tells the story of Captain Willem van der Decken and how he has been grown corrupted and has become a pirate before he is doomed to sail the seas forever. Now, before we continue with the real-life sightings of the Flying Dutchman and theories regarding any truths behind the ghost ship, first, a word from one of my friends over at the Boopot Network. Oh, hi there. This is Kate. And I'm Dominic. And we are your hosts of Shitting Bricks, the podcast. Every week, we'll bring you an episode of What Makes People Shit Bricks. Is it a fear of death? Deep water? Running out of wine? cannibalism. We take a warp look at these topics using examples from history that are the epitome of some scary shit. You can find us on all the regular podcast streaming services like Apple, Spotify and Google. For exclusive content including behind the scenes nuggets, links to weekly topics and maybe even merch in the future, head to Shitting Bricks Podcast on Instagram and YouTube. But for now, drop your dacks, pop a squat and let's get into it. So goes the legend of the Flying Dutchman. It is taught that everyone who encounters the ship is doomed by bad luck, illness or even death. And oddly, the Flying Dutchman has been sighted often enough. Most notable of our sighting was that of Prince George of Wales, the future King George V. He was sailing the coast of Australia when in the distance he saw a ship that looked oddly out of time. July 11th. At 4am, the Flying Dutchman crossed her bows. A strange red light, as of a phantom ship all aglow, in the midst of which light the masts, spars and sails of a brig 200 yards distant stood out in a strong relief as she came up on the port bow, where also the officer of the watch from the bridge clearly saw her. 
as did the quarterback midshipman, who was sent forward at once to the forecastle. But on arriving, there was no vestige nor any sign whatever of any material ship was to be seen either near or right away to the horizon, the night being clear and the sea calm. Thirteen persons altogether saw her. At 10.45am, the ordinary seaman who had this morning reported a flying Dutchman fell from the fort topmast and was smashed to atoms. So, a ghost story about a Dutch merchant ship. Let me tell you, creating a ghost ship that brings doom to everyone who sees it is not even in the top 10 worst or scariest things that the Dutch East Indian Company has done. But I think it is no coincidence that the main character of this ghost story is a Dutch merchant ship. In the 17th and 18th century, the Dutch ruled the sea to the great annoyance of the English, the Portuguese and the Spanish. Dutch vessels were somehow much faster than ships of any other nation and this is where the nickname the Flying Dutchman came from. And besides that, according to the English, Spanish and Portuguese, the Dutch were stubborn and greedy beyond reason. And next to that, the Dutch Republic was also the first Western nation to promote freedom of religion. Uh, unheard of, of course. So no wonder that they would disrespect a holy day such as Easter just to earn money. The legend of the Flying Dutchman sees these arrogant, stubborn, blasphemous, greedy Dutch finally punished for their villainous deeds. And as to how much truth are behind these sightings of ghost ships, well, it is very possible that sailors did see something that they could not explain. Many of the sightings of the Flying Dutchman are um, expected to be merely sightings of the Fata Morgana, which is a massive mirage caused by heat and water. When there are certain conditions in the atmosphere, the sun's rays can form a perfect picture in the air of objects on the earth that are, in often cases, much farther away. And so a person can see the image of a floating ship in the air, when in truth it is merely a reflection of a distant ship in hot air. It can also make you see entire cities in the desert or ghost ships. Still. It does not explain how the sightings of the Flying Dutchman are that of an old ship, a man of war from the 17th century, and not just a reflection of a modern ship in the distance. Furthermore, the sightings of the Flying Dutchman are often during a storm or during the night, times where sun and heat play no factor in creating some illusion in the air. So. Who knows what secrets the ocean still holds for us. There might indeed be sea monsters lurking in the deep. And perhaps even a ghost ship or two. Thank you for listening to this episode of Certainly Strange. If you like this episode, please consider leaving behind a positive review on Spotify and following us at Instagram at Certainly Strange the Podcast. Everything about the podcast can be found at certainlystrange.com. There you can find the transcript of the episode as well as all the sources that I used in my research. And once again, thank you for listening.